0: Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. It's always important to remember what God has done in your life. It is always important to reflect It is always important to acknowledge, it is always important to just awe at the amazing things that He has done. And this episode is a follow-up, just got back from Brazil yesterday after 25 hours of travel, Uh, amazing time, seeing God move in love and power. This is the second year in a row that I've gone, and it's just, to me, I like to capture these moments. I like to... Just not only solidify all things God has done for me, but I also want to share with other people just to encourage you out there, the listeners, that God is alive, that God is moving, that God is seated on his throne, but he's also extremely active. And he's looking for people that are hungry. He's looking for people that are willing to say yes to him. He's looking for people that are desperate for a touch from him, a touch from heaven, for him to move in situations that seem like there is no way that they're going to work out. And I just saw him move in so many different ways. And and so I just wanted to share that with you because I've seen God do amazing things over and over again. But I'm just telling you that there is nothing more powerful than a mission trip to Brazil with a group of hungry people that go believing and expecting God to do what He says He will do, the things that they've seen him do before, and the things that, that just blow our minds because we have no concept of how they could even take place. And so we just went with, with Global Awakening, Dr. Randy Clark, uh, a team of 100-plus people. We went from all over the, around the world. There were five of us from the Gathering Place Church, My um, pastor, Matt Scott. Uh, He and a handful of our prayer team members, uh, one of the other pastors, Pastor Brett, and um, you know, we just we went to see God pour out His love and to touch the people of Brazil in Belo Horizonte, and uh, we we saw it. We saw it, and so just wanted to go over some of the things that that I saw. And you know, when you go into these situations, you want to go in obviously. Prayed up, but you also want to go in with a, a a hunger, with a hunger to see God do things that you've never seen Him do before, and with with eyes to see and with ears to hear. And uh, so, you know, even as we started on the plane, I was the only one uh, in my group that went down there. And so, the first flight from Birmingham to Atlanta um, didn't know anybody. Ended up sitting next to. A friend from Birmingham, he was traveling to Wisconsin. And so we sat on the plane and I shared some of the things that I'd seen God do last year. And he really didn't know what to, uh, what to do with some of those things, even with video uh, documenting. Uh, but then got to Atlanta, met a handful of our team members that had already arrived there. And the spirit of God just started moving. You could just tell the presence of God was with us. And when, when you get a group of people that just love Jesus, it's impossible for uh, joy to not be present, for peace to not be present, for love to not be present. And so the, the love and the peace and the joy just all started to flow amongst the team members. And we started to share with one another. We, we started to get to know each other. And some of us had already you know seen each other on Facebook. And uh, then the rest of us were meeting for the first time and so ended up. Uh, Having great conversation there, had a few hours layover, and then ended up heading to Sao Paulo from there. Uh, It's a 10-hour flight. And so uh, got on there, sat next to a young man who was actually going on a mission. Uh, He was going to to Belo Horizonte for two years, and and he was uh, actually a young Mormon, a young guy in his 20s, I think he's 20 or 21, named Luke, and so uh, tried to sleep on the plane I got about 30 minutes of sleep, but, uh, Luke was out. He was sleeping pretty much the whole time. And, uh, at the end of the flight, you know, we talked just about, uh, why he was going there, what he was trying to accomplish. And, and at the end, uh, I prayed for him that the Lord would bless his mission. Uh, he prayed for me. He appreciated the prayers. I appreciated his prayers and just blessed him. I'm just expecting great things out of that young man. He, uh, He's devoted his life to the Lord, and and I pray that he sees God move in incredible ways to him. Uh, Get to uh, Sao Paulo, we get on a flight to Belo Horizonte, we get to the airport, and then again, seeing so many people that um, meeting for the first time, some that that I met last year, and it was just great to reconnect. And, um, you know, not gonna lie, I was pretty tired. Again, 30 minutes sleep, but you know, just so full of energy. I was so excited on the plane that every time I tried to go to sleep, I just, I couldn't. And I just knew that God was going to show up. And so we got there. Uh, we ended up going to a, uh, uh, Brazilian steakhouse. And, uh, so they filled us up with meat before they filled us up with more of the Holy spirit. And there was a young guy there that, um, you know, he was oppressed uh, by demons. Uh, he had a tattoo of 666 on his hands, uh, which is a uh, mark of the beast in the Bible. But the Lord just highlighted him. In it. And at the end of the meal, I just went up to him and I, I spoke in Portuguese, just told him that that God loved him. And and he recognized what I was saying. And he just got this big smile on his face. And he said, abrigado, abrigado, Senhor. And, and so, even in that moment, uh, a man who was oppressed and clearly, you know, had had pursued some other things, the Lord wanted to let him know that that He loved him and that He was for him. And then we went back to the hotel. Uh, we had a brief uh, meeting where we were, you know, trained uh, again, just making sure that everybody understood uh, protocol for how we were going to be praying for these pastors and ministry leaders and just guidelines, parameters, and then they prayed impartation over us. So uh, Dr. Clark and the team prayed over us. Uh, All of the people that were going to be uh, speakers at the conference prayed over us, prophesied over us. Uh, The Lord touched us powerfully, filled us up so that we could pour out. Uh, It's important for you to understand that you can't give what you do not have. If you have not received the love of God, it's almost impossible for you to give away the love of God. I mean, he could sovereignly use you to do that, but first you've got to be filled up to pour out. So it's important that you always start from a place where you receive from the Lord. And, and that often starts in prayer, that starts in worship, that starts in the word. you receiving more of him so that you can then give it away to the people that God places in your path. And so from that standpoint, uh, receive several Extremely powerful prophetic words from Charity Cook and Camden Starley, and then ultimately um, went to sleep, got a good night's rest, was thankful for that. Uh, the next day was actually my birthday, and so ended up uh, going to uh, worship, and and in the the worship session, um, it was just extremely powerful. Um, Excuse me, the first day of, of the conference, uh, that was just the day before my birthday, but I was so overwhelmed in worship by his love and his, just, I was grateful. I was grateful to be back there. Uh, there were a lot of barriers for me to get there. Um, you know, over the, From the time that we got back to the point that we got here, uh, Brazil had implemented new restrictions, and so that made it even harder for us to get back. And I've been praying throughout the year that God would make a way for me to get back and, and so I was just, I was so thankful, uh, just tears flowing down my face as I'm worshiping and uh, prayed, prophesied over this couple. Um, you know, the Lord spoke powerful things to them. Uh, Rodney Hogue gave a word uh, in saying the same thing that I just said, you can't give what you have never received. And just talking about how God is referred to a, as a father that he's a father that, that loves his children. And so there's nobody out there that God does not love. There's nobody else that nobody out there that, that God uh, doesn't see as a son or a daughter that he's trying to reach. And we've got to have the power of the Holy spirit to recognize that love. And then we've got to have the power of the Holy spirit in order to, uh, to pour out that love on, on other people. And, you know, He was also talking about that when you are, um, you know, in the flesh, when you eat, you get full, but in the spirit, when you eat, you get hungrier in the spirit, when you drink, you get thirstier. So when you taste of God's goodness, when you taste of how good he is, you want more and more and more and more. And so uh, again, when you bring a lot of hungry people into this environment Where the Lord is moving, and you expect big things, you see big things, and so from that standpoint, uh, ended up uh, at the end of the message, we come up to pray over people, and um, many people felt the presence of God. They felt the peace of Jesus. Now, again, just to clarify, this is a pastors and small group leaders conference, so they're coming to get equipped. They're coming to get get trained. So. Uh, not as many salvations during the day, because these are people that paid for this conference and they want, they're already followers of Jesus. They're already saved. Uh, So this is about getting more so that they could give away more. Uh, But with that, uh, there was one woman that had stomach pain. She had a tumor and she had a lot of pain and ended up, um, I didn't know it till later. She said at the time she felt Uh, where the tumor was, as we prayed, she felt a cooling sensation inside her body. And so the Lord, I knew that the Lord was healing her. And with that, she ended up coming up to me later on. I can't remember if it was the same day or the next day, uh, but she found me again. She said, I want you to know that all of the pain that I had, that she's had for a long time, it was all completely gone. So it was reduced as we prayed that day. But uh, it was all completely gone later on. So I'm just, I'm believing that the Lord took away the tumor. If he could take away the pain, he could take away the tumor. I don't know the end results, but but that's my belief uh, that that God is, is working on completely healing her body and that that tumor will be gone in the name of Jesus. Uh saw a friend of mine from last year, Caleb, uh, he feels like he's called to marketplace ministry. So I prayed and I prophesied over him that the Lord will continue to use him powerfully in the marketplace to reach his people. And so got to talk to him multiple times over the conference, a brilliant young man that I believe God is going to use powerfully to advance his kingdom in the marketplace. And then the second session, we had Charity Cook, and she was ultimately releasing a, just a word about humility. We've got to stay humble. We've got to stay submitted to the Lord. We've got to Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Philippians 2 3. uh, Selfish ambition is demonic, but our ambition needs to be the glory of God, for the glory of God. And from that standpoint, when we do those things, we will continue to see God pouring out more of himself. And uh, so after that, we prayed more impartation. And uh, just so many people, they felt the power and the presence of god and you know ultimately dr clark in session 3 he was talking about the fact that we need to be the donkey that jesus rides in on you know nobody knows anything about that donkey other than it was the tool it was the vessel it was what jesus came on in to the the city on and and from that standpoint we just need to be the vessel of the holy spirit where we bring God into a situation. We bring Jesus into a situation. We release what he's doing, and then we leave and Jesus stays. And so from that standpoint, as we did that, we began to minister after that session. So again, this is the third session of the day, and we end up with um, a lot of people, again, receiving more power, ended up praying for a woman that night who had damaged vocal cords and she came forward and said that she hadn't been able to sing for 15 years she had lost her fiance he had died 15 years ago and so it was a spirit of trauma it was a spirit of oppression that came upon her and she wanted to sing in her church choir she wanted to praise the lord with her voice and so we bound that spirit and then we prayed over her and she prayed uh, to receive and and afterwards she sang. She sang beautifully for the first time in 15 years. She sang and, and she gave her testimony of, of just how thankful she was to the Lord. And she just kept singing and she kept singing and she kept singing. And so she was so grateful for what God had done and uh, actually captured that on video shared that on Facebook. So encourage you to check that out. Um, the next day, was my birthday. And, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to give you gifts on my birthday, but I also want to receive a gift from you on my birthday. And uh, during worship, just so overwhelmed by his presence that um, I just fell to the floor, uh, was, was shaking violently under his power, was touched powerfully by his love. And, and I was just uh, overwhelmed again. By how good he is, the, the amazing things that he's done in my life, the amazing things that I've seen him do in other people, the amazing things that, that I knew he was going to continue to do, as I received, more people got touched by the Lord as I prayed for them. After that session, now again, the, the more you get filled up to the point of overflow, the more you can overflow on other people. And so Paolo Mazzoni gave a message uh, just talking about uh, being a leader. And he said that the Lord is asking his church, where are you? He asked, you know, who are you training? Who are you equipping? Who are you raising up? Where are your sons and daughters? So if you are a follower of Jesus, you should be raising up sons and daughters in the spirit that are being trained and equipped to be a better follower of Christ. So if you're a good follower of Christ, you want to be a better follower of Christ. If you're already a follower of Christ that, that knows uh, what he's called you to do, then you need to be imparting that to other people. You need to be releasing that in other people. And so, again, a lot of people touched powerfully after that session. Uh, then uh, Paul Martini gave uh, a great word, uh, just talking about the Lord is is raising up godly leaders in the church. And we need to stop making duplicates and start making disciples of Jesus. He said, you know, you can't fire your children. When your children do something wrong, you can't fire them. It's not like an employment situation. We've got to love them. We've got to discipline them. He, he was just talking about friendship. And, you know, when we're friends with Jesus, when, when we're friends with the Lord, uh, we get to see him do incredible things because when you're having fun with your friend, uh, you know, you, you get to have adventures and he wants to be our friend. And so that, that is exciting. Um, Great right impartation after that. And, and more people got, uh, touched powerfully by the Lord, uh several more people got healed, and then ended up uh session three Randy Clark was talking about staying focused on what god's doing and and not getting distracted, but you know he was saying that that dissatisfaction you know when when you're you're hungry for more of the Lord and you know that that you haven't seen all he has for you and you you're just saying God, I know that there's more I know that that you haven't done everything that, that you're capable of. I know that you can do anything, but I want to see more of you. Then that that righteous dissatisfaction, that that righteous hunger will continue to propel you into a greater relationship with the Father, a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit, where you can continue to seek him and you will find him. You will taste and see that the Lord is good. And day three, Tom Jones is a speaker touched again powerfully, that the more you worship the Lord, the more you lay your life down in worship, the more you completely surrender in worship, don't care who's watching, don't care what it looks like, don't care what happens. The more you surrender in worship, the more powerfully God enters into the situation. And and I just, I know that, that I worshiped Uh, it didn't matter how tired I was. I mean, we're, we're going from 9am till midnight every day. And, and again, that first day, uh, I took a nap when I got back to the hotel room. So a total of an hour and a half, uh, that first day, I'm not going to tell you I wasn't tired. I'm still tired. Uh, you know, again, traveled long time yesterday, flight was delayed, uh, that last leg five hours to get back. Um, it doesn't matter if you're tired. You, you seek the Lord and, and you want to see all that he has for you. You, you just got to know that, that God, he's there. He's for you. And he's pouring out his love. Uh, a lot of times we've got to acknowledge what he's doing and, and we're missing it because we're so busy doing other things, uh, especially here in America. We're so distracted. You know, we, we've got so many devices. We've got so many uh, forms of entertainment. We've got so many different things that are really not important in the grand scheme of things. And and when you rest in his presence over and over and over, and when your entire focus is on him, you see him more and more. And uh, so after that session with Tom Jones, we prayed again. And and the Lord highlighted this woman for three days that the Lord highlighted this woman in the crowd. And so as she came forward, I called her over and and she couldn't speak any English. uh, So that the translator, first of all, just to clarify, most of these people could not speak English. So we had to, uh, a lot of times I was able to pray in Portuguese uh, and minister to them. And and it was enough for the Lord to do what he needed to do. Uh, But when you're giving prophetic words, you definitely had to have a translator. And so I delivered a word to this woman and just told her, that, that she was strong in the natural and, and the Lord was making her strong in the spirit. And uh, she, her husband comes over and he's even stronger, you know, big, like dudes ripped and uh, looks like a gladiator. And, um, you know, so I just started to pray and prophesy over both of them. And then afterwards uh, they said that the words that I was speaking to them, they were exactly what they came to the conference for. they was exactly what they were looking for. They felt like they had been called into marketplace ministry. Turns out they were both CrossFit trainers and they wanted to start a CrossFit gym. And I told them about uh, this couple that I met in Redding, California out of the Heaven and Business Conference years ago that had started a CrossFit gym that was a marketplace ministry. And so uh, he and I connected on social media and gave him a link to Heaven and Business, which obviously a lot of the people on this show have met through Heaven and Business, and they're going to get connected in that community. Uh, so that was really awesome how the Lord brought us all together. And uh, just believe that that the Lord is going to use Deborah and Lucas extremely powerfully to advance His kingdom, either in Brazil or elsewhere, because they feel like they may be called the United States. Uh, so uh, wherever they go, the Lord is going to use them as they continue to walk out the call and the anointing that God has placed on their life. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with their free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. Session two that day, Brian Starley. Uh, Brian uh, always brings a powerful word and powerful impartation and uh ultimately he was talking about uh, you know, carrying the mic does not mean that you carry the anointing. So just because you have a platform doesn't mean you have the power. We've got to have the power in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it does not matter what we want to do in the flesh. It, it's a matter of are we following Jesus? Are we being who he has called us to be and doing what he's called us to do? And so afterwards, uh the Lord was again touching me powerfully and somebody prayed over me. Lord, set me on fire so that the world can watch me burn. Make me a torch to light up others. And the Lord is honoring this prayer and and setting me on fire because of humility and stewardship. Um, Marcy McEnany, she prayed that over me. She said, I can't remember the leader that she said had prayed that prayer, uh, but she said that that's what she saw for me by the Spirit of the Lord. And, And God lit me up. And I was thankful for that. A lot of people. Touch powerfully after that service. Uh, one woman was delivered of a demon. Uh, another person was healed, and then we go into uh, session three. Again, little breaks in between, but uh, in between breaks, you know, ultimately you're praying for more people. After this session, six more people were healed. Another person touched powerfully. Another person delivered. So, all total. Like in the three days, 61 people had been touched powerfully. And when I say touched powerfully, I mean weeping, shaking violently, feeling electricity and heat uh, so powerfully that they cannot stand under the weight of God's glory. This is through prayer, and, and it's God touching people so that they know that He is real, that He is is doing something new, and so that they can be used for His glory from that point forward. Uh, 11 people over the three days healed, four people delivered. Um, Dr. Clark gave another session on impartation. Uh, My friend Joe came up to me and Joel during worship. He said, man, I've got a migraine. Uh, It's terrible. Will you guys pray for me? And we prayed and he felt better right after we prayed. And then he texted me later on. He said the migraine is completely gone. Uh, So glory to God. Uh, Ultimately, we ended up. Dr. Clark gave uh, a lot of points. Um, We ended up having to leave early because we were going with uh, Paul Martini to another service. Um, But three people were touched powerfully in that service, ended up receiving uh, words of knowledge for this service at Iglesia Batista Pomp. And as we uh, were ministering, Uh, Paul gave an incredible word. Daniel Colson, my friend who's been on this show, Paul's going to come on the show as well. Brian Starley's going to come on the show as well. Um, Charity has been on the show. I'd love to get Dr. Clark at some point, but um, I digress. Paul gave an incredible word. Daniel taught on words of knowledge and and Paul asked the team, asked the Lord for words of knowledge. And so um, he gave us all several words and we released those words. And before We even uh, prayed, you know, Paul prayed from the stage, delivered the words, and people would stand up if they had one of the issues that we're talking about. And then, you know, some of the the issues, pain in the back of the head on the right side, pain in the right arm behind the elbow, pain in the left eye, uh, asthma, cancer, those are things that the Lord wanted to deal with. And so people would stand up and some of them were already healed before we even prayed. Just the mention of the word, they got healed some of the people, and this happened in every service, by the way, every service that, that there was a healing message. And then uh, Paul would pray and the people would wave both hands over their heads. And that meant that they were you know, greater than 80% better. And uh, then some of them would still come forward and receive prayer after the services. And so with that, uh, we ended up seeing uh, a lot of people healed, several hundred people healed. I uh, can't remember the exact numbers. Uh, I know I personally saw seven people healed in that service. Uh, one person was delivered. Uh, two people were touched powerfully. Uh, I always love it when my translators uh, at the end of the service, I pray impartation over them. And when they receive God's power, um, it's, it's always exciting because I know that, that God's leaving something behind because we're going to go back to America. Well, I'm already back here now. Uh, but they're going to stay, and they're going to continue to see God move in power because of the things that have been released in them through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, and so that is uh, really exciting. Uh, The next day, we went with my pastor, Pastor Matt, and uh, we went to a traditional Methodist church, and uh, really long service. Uh, It was very good, but um, ended up, Talking to um, several people there, amazing people that that love the Lord um, well we prayed afterwards and and there were nine people that were touched powerfully. uh two people were healed uh, because Pastor Matt preached on uh healing and impartation um, and then we ended up going to uh, another service that night with uh, Pastor Matt uh, we went to Iglesia uh, Nova Cana, and so that's New Canaan Church, and um, preach on healing, impartation. Uh, again, words of knowledge are given. Uh, a lot of people are healed before we even pray. A lot of people are healed after Pastor Matt prays, uh, and then people start coming forward. And in that night, again, we saw incredible things over and over. 12 people healed, three people uh, receive impartation. Uh, one person received deliverance, two deaf ears were open, uh, vision vision issue, a guy with, uh, he had a cane, or like a crutch, and he couldn't walk normally. Uh, he had so much pain in his feet, and we prayed. All the pain went away. Uh, he was walking around normal after that, didn't need the crutch. A woman who had, she had had a stroke, and so she's paralyzed on one side. She ended up; she was able to move her arms and her leg, her arm and her leg on the side that had been paralyzed. And all of her pain left her body. She had complete peace afterwards. Uh, one man had pain in his knee and ended up; uh, he had the. Um, I just started praying for his knee, and his knee started getting better. And he just starts bending his knees over and over. And he said he couldn't do that before. And at the end, I asked, you know, what what was wrong? And he said, Oh, I had uh pins and screws in my knees. So that would make it very hard for you to bend your knee. Uh, and it would also be extremely painful. And all of his pain left. And he was able to completely have mobility back in his knee after that. And uh so that's called a metal miracle. Uh 10 people got saved that night from Pastor Matt's word. And um you know it, it's just it's amazing. It it really is amazing uh when when you think about all of the incredible things that God did. Um, The night before at the church, uh, there was a little girl who was five years old and she had asthma. She had bronchitis and we prayed again, the word of knowledge that I had was that the Lord wanted to heal asthma. And as we prayed for the Lord to bind asthma, and then she ended up having pain in her eye, the the left eye, just like um, I had called out and, so she had left eye and asthma, two of the things that the Lord wanted to deal with. And at the end, she just, the sweet little girl just gave me the biggest hug, and her mom gave me this big hug, and she's just, you know, weeping and thankful. And, um, you know, when the love of God comes in and he touches people, like they, they should be different. When, when we show the love of God, people should recognize there's something different about us. When we realize, that, that God is uh, a God of power and we pray and we expect miracles, uh, we should see those things. And, and again, I, I'm telling you about all of the amazing things. Uh, were there things that were frustrating that we prayed for and uh, we expected God to move and we didn't see a move? Yeah. yeah I mean, and there, not everybody that I prayed for got healed. Um, there were probably seven people on the trip that I prayed for that did not get healed but overall the the majority there were 33 people that did get healed there were 75 people that did receive powerful touches from the lord there were six people that got delivered from demons there were three deaf ears that opened there was one lame who walked there was one metal miracle those are the things that i saw as a result of my prayers then we haven't gotten the final results of all that god did but i know that it was hundreds and hundreds of people that got healed hundreds and hundreds of people that received impartation, hundreds of deliverances, uh, a lot of deaf ears, a lot of lame walking, a lot of metal, metal miracles. You know, two of my friends that I met last year, Zach and Isabella. Uh, Isabella came for the first night and we prayed over her and, and she wasn't feeling anything. And, and, you know, she felt more last year than she did this year. Now she's still in her wheelchair. She still has a severed, severed spinal cord. Uh, But the fact that she's persistent, the fact that we've prayed many times over the last year, the fact that she's still willing to come and receive prayer and believe that God is going to get her out of that wheelchair, that she's going to walk, is extremely powerful and encouraging to me. She has not given up hope. Seven years after the accident, seven years with a spinal cord injury, she's still believing for her miracle. The next night, Zach came and he ended up Uh, He was feeling heat below the waist. Again, second year in a row, he's feeling heat. He fell in a well three years ago or down in a deep hole and severed his spinal cord. But at the end of the prayers, they both were thankful. They were both peaceful. They were both full of hope. They were both full of joy. And uh, the second night when Isabella came, she was starting to move her feet. She was feeling heat all over her body. She was getting really hot. and um, But again, they didn't get out of the wheelchair. I don't know why they didn't get out of the wheelchair. It's not for God's glory that they're sick. It's not for God's glory that they're paralyzed. God is not glorified by someone's injury. God is not glorified by someone's illness. God is not glorified by someone's trauma. He is glorified when they are healed in Jesus' name. He is glorified When people see miracles, signs, and wonders, he is glorified when they get delivered of the oppression that they had before, and now they no longer have. When people can say, I didn't know Jesus could do those things, and now I know that he can. When people that do not believe see God do incredible things, and then they know that God is real, they want to know that Jesus. They want to know that Jesus. And so from that standpoint, the two nights that we were, you know, praying at these different services, uh, there were 16 people that uh, were saved. Um, You know, again, these are smaller churches that we went to. So it was just amazing that we were able to uh, see those things. Um, You know, God is just amazing. He is so amazing. And, you know, on the way back, uh, we end up where we're getting on our flights and, you know, you're saying goodbye to these amazing friends that you've made, uh, whether it be the translators, whether it be the people on the team, uh, you know, Paul talked about Paul Martini talked about how, you know, if you've got a good friend that you see maybe for an hour each week. And, you know, I would argue that you don't see most of your friends for an hour each week and get to spend time with them, even though you love them and you want to, uh, that's 52 hours in a year. And then when you go on a mission trip, you know, you end up spending so many hours of a day, you know, again, uh, you, you start with breakfast and then, uh, that's about eight. And then you go until 12 ministering and then, Several times we would go and eat afterwards with some of the team members or with the pastors, and you may not get into bed until you know one am. so you're spending so much time with these people over the nine days that were there. And so you develop these lifelong friendships with people and uh, and so you're, you're saying goodbye to some of them, and, and some of them you're able to connect with on social media and you'll stay in touch. Uh, some of them you may never see again, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we end up. We're coming back in on the long flight to Sao Paulo, uh, end up, uh, I have a seat next to me that's open, a seat to the right of me that's open, praising God, thinking, man, I'm going to sleep well. I took a little bit of melatonin. Uh, I'm going to get more than 30 minutes on this trip because (laughs) I'm exhausted. And end up, um, a gentleman sits down, he was across the aisle, sits down next to me right before I'm about to doze off, bumps into me, I am so Sorry. Uh, Hey, man, don't worry about it. No big deal. I go to sleep. I'm out. Flight takes off. It's 10 hours. I sleep for a good eight hours of it. Um, You know, off and on as good as you can sleep on a plane. I was out and um, wake up about 4 a.m. and we're about an hour or so out and end up asking the guy, hey, did you uh, you have a Bill Murray marathon? I, I noticed you were watching a Bill Murray movie when I went to sleep and Uh, Now you're watching one now. And he just started laughing. He's like, man, I just love this guy. He's great. So we just begin to talk. Turns out the guy is in sales. Uh, He travels on a regular basis. He goes to Sao Paulo on a regular basis. Uh, But um, he asked what we were doing. And I said, we had been down on a mission trip in Belo Horizonte. And he was like, I used to live in Belo Horizonte. He lives in Houston now. And he said, my wife's from Belo Horizonte. It's like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. And you know he he starts to share with me that that he had been a Mormon for ten years, and he had gone down on a Mormon mission just like Luke on the first flight to Sao Paulo. This was the return flight from Sao Paulo. Another man who'd been on a Mormon mission, uh, he had left the the Mormon Church after about ten years, and you know he he had so much pain. He knew the Lord, but uh, there was a lot of church hurt. And I just began to share my testimony. He said, "Tell me why." You are uh in relationship. Tell me, tell me why you're doing what you're doing. And I began to share testimony and I shared with him who I used to be and who God has turned me into. Uh, the person that was lost, and now the person that is found, the person that was uh, you know, chasing all of the wrong things, the success, the money, uh, just all of the earthly trappings. And now the person who's just chasing after Jesus. And he ends up saying, Uh, hey, will will you pray for me? I said, absolutely. And so I put my hand on his shoulder and I pray for him. His name's Gerard. And and I just I pray for God to touch Gerard in a powerful way. And I just prophesy over Gerard and I just speak to some of the things that he's dealing with that the Lord's revealing. And and afterwards, he's just got tears in his eyes. And he said, Man, I just want you to know this was God. This was absolutely God set this up. And everything that you said, where you used to be, that's where I am now. And, and I just, I know that God brought us here for a reason, the things that you spoke in the prayer, uh, that, that was the Lord and man, how can I stay in touch with you? How can I stay? With you? And so we exchanged contact info and, uh, and I just encouraged him to start reading his Bible. He said, what's the best way to do that? And I, I told him about the one-year Bible app and how we could read it every day and read the whole thing in a year. And he said, I'm going to start doing that today. And so we're going to stay in touch. We're new friends. Now we talked for about an hour, but he said, you know, I want you to know that I saw your group in the lounge. There, there was a group of you that were in the lounge before this flight took off. And I'm in sales, man. I know when, when people are celebrating, you know, a big win and, and I look over at you guys and it's like, man, those guys are so joyful. Those guys have so much peace. They're so happy. And that's the guy with the white hair, that the guy that, that seemed like he was running the whole thing. I said, well, that was Dr. Clark. He's like, man, he was so excited. He was so joyful. It's like, man, I wonder what they're selling. They must have closed like a multi-million dollar deal because they are so just so happy. And I said, man, we were selling Jesus. We were telling people about Jesus and it was a victorious mission. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about a profit. It was about glorifying God. And so I just uh, wanted to share all of these things with you today. Because God loves you. God loves you. He's for you. Uh, He wants to use you. He wants to equip you. And so I'm just going to pray for you. Father, I just, I ask that every listener out there, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill every person out there that's listening. Lord, I ask that these testimonies would encourage them. I ask that these testimonies would give them hope. I ask that these testimonies would open the eyes of their hearts. But the testimony is not about anything that I did, Father, other than being hungry and being willing to go and being willing to to get filled up, to pour out. Father, you, you are the author of creation. You are a God of power. You are a God of love. You are the one who seeks. You are the one who's seeking after us. You're looking over the world. You're trying to find people that will say yes to you, that will go out and they will advance your kingdom. They They will lay hands on the sick and they will see them healed they will touch people and they will see you move in power. They will deliver the word that you speak to them, the still soft voice that you're still speaking today that you've always been speaking to reach your people. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bring your peace, I ask that you would bring your love. I ask that you would open the eyes of people's hearts, that you would open the eyes of their understandings that the, the Christians out there that that have never seen any of these things. The Christians out there that are really wrestling with the things that I've just said. How how are those things possible? I've been taught by my pastor that these things don't happen anymore. I was taught in seminary that these things don't happen anymore. Uh, I've I've never seen that part of the Bible. Lord, I ask that they would read the Bible for themselves. I ask that they would pray to you themselves, that they would seek you with all of their hearts and that they would find you because you say, that if we ask, if we seek, we will knock, that we will find, the door will be opened. You say that those who taste and see that the Lord is good, the righteous, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Father, I just, I thank you that that you are a God that never gives up on us. I thank you that you never gave up on me. I thank you that you're never giving up on anybody out there, that, that, You loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross. You sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, not only for our salvation, that we could be eternally saved from the pit of hell and damnation, but you also died on the cross for healing, deliverance, Father, that that you are a God who loves, that you are a God who sees, that you are a God who knows. So, Lord, I just ask that you would speak to the people out there right now that are hurting. Speak to the people that are broken. Uh, Lord, I just, we bind all sickness. We bind all dis-ease. We bind all affliction. We bind all uh, affirmity, infirmity, anything that is not right in people's body. We bind it in Jesus' name and we cast it out. We declare that it has to go in Jesus' name. We speak peace and healing. We pour out the blood of Jesus over them. And, Lord, I just ask that your word would go forth. That you would be glorified, that you would be magnified, we praise you. We give you honor. Oh, I just I thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, for how good you are, and I bless everyone out there in Jesus' name. I just want to thank you all for listening. I'm thankful for this platform that that God has given me. That that Yellowhammer News supports, uh, so we can go out and we're reaching people all around the world. And so if this has encouraged you, if this has inspired you, if if God has done something, if through that prayer, you feel something different in your body, let us know. Please let us know, because the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. If he's done it once, he can do it again. If this touched you, share this with somebody that you love. Share this with somebody that needs hope, that needs encouragement. Like and follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose on Instagram, living life on purpose always. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for your dedication. I'm thankful for you listening. I love you all. May God bless you until we talk again.